launched. User Snap has big customers like Google using him. The company was launched in 2013, raised a very small seed round of 600K. Now they're serving over a thousand customers, helping them really get great feedback from uh, from their users and track bugs, whether it's internally or externally. They're driving great expansion revenue based off page views and other features and integrations, about doubling year over year, a little less than 100 grand per month a year ago, now doing a little less than 200 grand per month. Churn is really in check, less than 2% gross logo churn per month payback period, less than 12 months with a team of 12 split between Austria and San Francisco. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest-growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Florian Dorfbauer. He's the CEO of UserSnap, which helps digital businesses get feedback, track issues, and create successful products. Companies like Google, Facebook, Dow Jones, and Microsoft trust UserSnap to get actionable insights. Florian, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Thanks for joining me. So tell us about the company. What do you do and specifically how do you make money? Yeah, what we do is like we provide a feedback layer on top of digital businesses. That is, we realize that once you build a digital product, you somehow want to get feedback and the feedback rather should be uh, actionable. That is, writing things like I am lost is not very helpful. So we introduced a new technology which allows you to capture the screen of your browser without installing anything. So that's the secret sauce. Um, Hold on, Florian. So I have to ask you something because I, I follow Full Story and Hotjar and GDPR is a big issue with this stuff right now. How are you handling GDPR specific with capturing user screens? Ha, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we're working with a couple of lawyers on that and we're releasing you uh, an update version uh, in a couple of days. About okay. That. Okay. So how might, tell me how Google's using it. Uh, Google is using it uh, to to build internal products. So they put UserSnap uh, on top of their uh, internal projects and they give feedback back and forth between the different teams. Sometimes they are remote. Um, Facebook, for example, is using it to build uh, internet.org in different languages. Internet.org. Yeah, yep. so that's the uh, uh, Facebook project. Um, that's how they work on them, uh, with UserSnap. So, so is this kind of like usertesting.com but sexier and at scale? It's not like usertesting.com because they uh, bring also the testers to the table. It's like the best way to capture stakeholder feedback. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like the tech is like user testing. The nice thing is, though, you're not having to get freelancers to test. You're actually testing with your users on your site. Yeah, kind of. That's, that's, that's how it is. But the secret sauce is also that we plug into your existing workflow. That is, if you're using a Jira or Trello or whatever you're using, we connect with them and, and deliver whatever you want to deliver to their platform. So it's a very easy to say yes with uh, UserSnap. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me ask you a question. Right now, I own a product called thetopinbox.com. We always get bugs. It's a Gmail plugin. We always get bugs that are happening actually inside the user's Gmail accounts when they're trying to use the tool. We, ha- we have no way to know what's going on unless we can email the user, say, screen share your screen with us and show us what's happening. Can UserSnap do that instead? Uh, yes, 
I would suggest to um, build some some sort of trusted customers where you can ask them to install a Chrome extension because I'm not entirely sure if we could piggyback on your product into Gmail. Yep. I think this could be an issue, but uh, a lot of customers are having the same situation as you have, and uh, we offer a Chrome extension where you can do pretty much the same thing as UserSnap can do, uh, only without touching the actual product. Got you it. Know what I mean? Yeah, got it. That's good. So what's the average customer paying you per month? Are we talking 10 bucks or 10 grand? Uh, it's in the hundreds, right? So okay. that's the average MRR. But the thing is, uh, average MRR, um, it's very diverse. Uh, yeah. It depends on the integration and uh, there are a lot of different knobs to turn. And frankly speaking, it's from a, from a business perspective, uh, there's so many use cases that uh, the number is very diverse. And, and, you know, why would someone pay kind of 300 or a couple hundred your average versus, you know, five grand a month? Is it based off number of seats or number of features? What is it? As long as it's internally used uh, to get stakeholder feedback where we're selling seats, basically, uh, as soon as you went, as soon as you walk out to capture your customer's feedback, uh, we are connecting with the page views per month. And uh, that's somehow related with the marketing budget because that's somehow intertwined. Yep. And um, so the question was, why would somebody pay us a hum- couple of hundred uh, dollars? The answer is because you're um, sitting on a high traffic site uh, and get a lot of feedback in. Well, so, I'm, just, I'm just trying to understand when you upsell people and drive expansion revenue, wh- how are you able to do that? And what you're telling me is if they get more page views, that drives expansion. If they start testing externally versus just with stakeholders, that drives expansion revenue. Or is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Although okay. there are a couple of integrations which are more expensive than others. Okay. Give me more of your backstory here. When did you launch the company? Uh, we launched the company in 2013. The backstory was like we had an agency and were working for um, Deutsche Telekom, for example. That's a, a telco in, in Europe. Um, the thing is, we, we realized that getting feedback from our customers is super hard. They're writing us emails and sending PowerPoint presentations with, wow, kill me. With, <laughs> What they experienced, yeah, I mean, it was useless to no end. And frankly speaking, we, we made a lot of money by eating all those feedback and asking what the feedback meant. And uh, also we made a lot of money with Internet Explorer 6 back then. So we, we thought, well, we really need to fix this because making money is nice, but it's a general problem. Everybody has this. And uh, that's why we built UserSnap in the and, first place. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers using you? Uh, we have like uh, almost 1,000 customers out there. Almost 1,000. You'll break, what, like 1,000 in the next couple months? Yeah. Okay. So. And if I, I mean, if I take 1,000 times that couple hundred price point, I mean, you guys are what, doing 200, 300 grand a month right now in revenue, something like that? A bit less, but in this range, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Less than 200? Less than 200. Okay, got it. When when do you think you'll cross 200? Is that something you'll do this year, you think? Uh, yeah, that's that's doable. I guess so. Are you bootstrapping this or have you raised capital? Uh, we raised capital in the first place. Uh, it was a very tiny round, right? And since then, we're cash flow positive. That's that's great. So, how much how much total have you raised? We've raised six hundred k. So, okay, good. Yeah, so small. And where's where are you guys based? The headquarters is in Austria. Austria. And uh, I'm running the US entity here. In okay. San Francisco. And what's the total team size to date? Uh, we are twelve people. Twelve people. And how do you kind of split between San Francisco and Austria? Is kind of engineering and development over there? And so what, what does your day look like? Are you selling mostly? Yeah, I do like 50% of my time. It was demos, POCs, and, and caring about the key accounts. Uh, the rest is like uh, team meetings, um, bit marketing. and uh, But the focus is primarily on selling. 
Yep. And and obviously in a company like this, churn is critical. Tell me about your churn. Churn is very diverse. And the main differentiator between the different churn cohorts is actually the integration plugged in. That's very interesting. So um, not going to share details, but you can, the, the question with SaaS is always, how do you set up your cohorts and your buckets? Because people are using products in a different way. And with UserSnap, it's really determined by the connected tools we offer, right? So a customer using Jira with UserSnap behaves completely different than a customer using um, Team Foundation Service from Microsoft, for example. And so that there, we have a couple of cohorts with uh, negative churn. We have a couple of cohorts with positive churn. And it's also very related with the price they pay. But the general rule is the more they pay, the less they churn. If you guys are like me, it was quite a shock to me when I was building my first company, Heyo, and we reached like 10, 11, 12 people. And all of a sudden I'm going, wait, why am I getting notices from all these states? And that's because I had to file payroll and stuff in these states as we started hiring people from remote locations. It was the biggest pain in the, in the butt. I hated the paperwork. I hated the payroll. And so now today when I'm launching new companies, hiring new remote employees, I use a company called Gusto. It's very simple. Payroll benefits and HR for modern small businesses. What I like most, and I've timed this, it takes about seven minutes on average for my folks to run payroll. It's got fast, easy to run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s. I love that they have health benefits and 401ks all built in for nearly any budget. So you kind of just pick what you want. And they've got expert HR support just to call away so you don't have to hire you know HR people in-house. But most importantly, it frees up my time. So I can go back to my monday.com Kanban board print but, you know, plan the next sprint, you know, put the next spec out on the line and talk to three more customers. So if you want more effective payroll, you know, a lot of people change payroll providers at the end of the year. Now is really the best time to switch. So listeners of the podcast, you can go to nathanlacka.com forward slash gusto to try a demo and test it out. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash gusto. And you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All right, I'll see you there. So if you look, I mean, because you're right, we could go down 7,000 different rabbit holes here. Uh, on average, I mean, how many logos are you retaining every month or every year? So um, the average churn number really doesn't take us anywhere here. It's uh, what we do internally, and that's maybe, that's that's of value. We really focus on, on the happy customers, right? And the question is, why do we attract the unhappy customers? So it's it's a very harsh thing to say, but ideally we wouldn't have customers who would churn in the long run because then we do something wrong in attracting them. So the core problem of churn is I think, of course, the product doesn't deliver value in the long run. But uh, what we try to understand in a better way at the moment is why did they come into our door at the first place, right? So... This is like the solution, I think, to churn with. with but sometimes, uh, sometimes somebody can come into your into your solution and actually really want what you're marketing, and then for whatever reason, the product just didn't deliver. Whether it's a bug or whatever, didn't deliver. And you obviously want to get to the bottom of that stuff because it was the right customer, just didn't didn't deliver what you were kind of trying to attract. So I mean, I mean, when you're kind of not answering the exact percentage question because you have many many cohorts, and I understand that. But generally speaking, I mean, are you talking? 5% logo churn per month? Or no, 
oh no, oh no, no, no. Oh my gosh, 5%. It's roughly 2% on average. Okay, good. So I'm glad I asked, right? Because I would have assumed it was much higher. So 2%. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I really doubt that you can do a business with 5% churn. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's, two, that's 2% gross logo churn per month? Yeah. Okay. Roughly. That's great. Yeah, that's really healthy. So, so do you, I mean, when you start looking at things like lifetime value, how, what, what's the minimum you think these customers are worth to you? Yeah, it's, that's something um, the average wouldn't get you anywhere. But I think so, um, because we also have customers paying only $39, right? Um, and on the top end, we have customers paying more than $1,000. That's what I'm saying, like at a minimum, right? It, it's interesting to kind of understand how you think about that back of the napkin. At a minimum, to do like uh, some sort of assistive selling, I would say is like uh, 5K or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe a better question is because this could be true across many different cohorts, whether they're paying 10 bucks a month or 10 grand a month. How quickly do you like to get your CAC back? What do you like to optimize payback period for? Yeah, ideally below 12 months. Yeah, of course. Are you there now? Are you below 12 months today? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're cash flow positive, you really should be there. The question is really if you you somehow, um, the question is, whom do you offer a sales call? Whom do you offer a demo? Whom do you... How do you well deploy your custom acquisition costs? Because yep. that's a yeah, because the, the touch is the most expensive part. Yeah, you, that's an active decision. So, like understanding if a customer is able to pay you what you want to have is a really, really crucial part. Because offering like all those Calendly links out there, free demo and stuff like that, I really liked it, but we don't do that, right? Yep. So how so, do you how do you how do you quickly decide when a new customer comes into your solution? How do you decide if they're going to be a ten grand a month customer or a hundred bucks a month customer? Ah, good question. Yeah, it's uh, that's a lot of snake oil in the world. <laughs> so we use Clearbit a lot. We we have experience, right? So we we look at them. We understand if they're sending an inquiry to us. If this is like, well, yet another let's capture some feedback thing, or yeah, we really want to deploy a strategic feedback process in our company. And uh, so you look at like team size that Clearbit tells you on a new lead. Team size, job title, and uh, we, we do also follow-up emails on inquiries to understand the, the use case. And from there on, like there's there's a routing towards uh, the self-serving route and uh, the assisted route, right? Yep. Uh, but if you do this wrong, if you offer everybody help, you, you really should offer everybody help. But it's like how much custom acquisition cost do you want to deploy to individuals? Right? That's right. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, opportunity for a couple of other companies as well. Yep. Now, this is a dangerous statement I'm about to make, but it's the only way to do it without going into cohort analysis. If you've got some, you know, ARPU, a couple hundred bucks a month, call it 200, and you like that's what new customers pay you per month, and your payback's under 12 months, it's fair to say you're on average you're spending less than 2400 bucks to acquire those customers, right? At that level. Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Um, your team right now, it's 12 people. Do you have any inside salespeople focused on kind of bigger accounts, the whales? Yes, me and another one. Okay, you and one other person. When did you onboard that first other salesperson besides you? Oh, too late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why, do you say, why do you say it's too late? Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you do this right and if you have a, the, the strategies uh, in place, you could do this very fast as soon as you understand that your business and your product is able to to handle the requests of bigger customers. Yeah, But we, I mean... Maybe it was a year too late, but it was it was in time. And what are you? Last question before we wrap up. What are you growing at right now, year over year? Uh, growing, yeah, two uh, x. Two. Okay, so about a 12, 13 months ago, you were doing about a hundred grand a month, something like that. Okay, uh, is that right? Okay, 
I just couldn't hear you. I was saying so about th- about a year ago. If right now you're doing about two, a little less than two hundred grand a month. About a year ago, you were doing about a hundred grand a month. If you've yeah, doubled, a little bit less. Little bit less yeah. Okay, but generally you're doubling. That's great. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ha! Good question. There are so many. Hmm. Or the last one you read to make it easy. The last one I read was uh, Radical Candor. Radical Candor. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Aaron Levy. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Mm. Favorite or the the most used? (laughs) The most used. The most used is, uh, unfortunately, Intercom. (laughs) (laughs) They pay him a lot of money. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? What was that? How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, between five and seven. Okay, that's not bad. So we'll call six there average. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, kids, two one, two two boys. Two bo- two boys and married. And how old are you, Florian? I'm forty. Forty. Okay, good. So you got a you got a. Hold on, pl- sorry. I'm I'm forty one. Forty. <laughs> it was your birthday recently, huh? Yeah. Very. <laughs> last question. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Um. Don't be afraid of anything. Just do it. Don't be afraid. Just do it. There you guys have it from Florian. Again, launched user Snap has big customers like Google using him. Company was launched in 2013, raised a very small seed round of 600K. Now they're serving over 1,000 customers, helping them really get great feedback from uh, from their users and track bugs, whether it's internally or externally. They're driving great expansion revenue based off page views and other features and integrations, about doubling year over year, a little less than 100 grand per month a year ago, now doing a little less than 200 grand per month. Churn is really in check, less than 2% gross logo churn per month, payback period less than 12 months with a team of 12 split between Austria and San Francisco. Florian, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.